Welcome to a powerful message from the Lighthouse Chapel International, Bronx North Branch. Lighthouse Chapel International branches worldwide provide every member the training, support, and encouragement to fulfill the Great Commission and to go to heaven and hear Jesus say, Well done, my good and faithful servant. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message. Tonight we want to continue. We have been given some powerful effects of quiet time. Some powerful effects of quiet time. Let us run through them quickly. Number one, what is the first powerful effect that we learn? Take your notes. Do you have notes? Do you take notes in church? Do you write notes? Wonderful. What is the first thing we said? A daily quiet time prevents hurts and reduces pain in this life. Amen. A daily quiet time prevents hurts and reduces pain in this life. Number two. It guarantees a good harvest of nice things. Number three. It burns away unwanted things when you do your quiet time on a daily basis. Number, number four. A daily quiet time breaks down evil strongholds. Evil strongholds. Daily quiet time. It will break that. I hope you had your quiet time today. Evil strongholds. On a day like this, you need to have your quiet time. Number five. A daily quiet time, spending time with the Lord on a daily basis leads to the cutting away of unwanted aspects of our lives and character. Number six. A regular quiet time puts a weapon into the hand of the believer. Number seven. Wow. Quiet time deliver quiet times deliver Christians and pastors from delusions and deceptions about who they are. Amen. And in this sense about who we are. Hallelujah. Number eight. A daily quiet time will give great spiritual growth. Great spiritual growth comes from having a daily quiet time. Number nine. A daily quiet time brings inner healing. A daily quiet time brings inner healing. Heals you inwardly when you have your daily quiet time. And number ten. A daily quiet time brings healing to the body. I believe that is where we reached. Isn't that so? That a daily quiet time brings healing to the body. Those of you who have not been here 
the messages are on the podcast. I will encourage you to listen to them. And we shared so many things on these important effects. Wonderful. A daily quiet time brings healing to the body. When you have your quiet time on a daily basis, it brings healing, physical healing to your body. Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 20. Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 20. Proverbs 4 and verse 20. It says, My son, attend to my words. Incline thine ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart. For they are life unto those that find them and health to all their flesh. Hallelujah. My son, it says, incline thine ear unto my saints. That means pay attention. Pay attention to my saints. Incline thine ear. Give Ear to my saints. Let the word of God pay attention to the word of God. Daily quiet time makes you pay attention to the saints of God. The scriptures, they are the saints of God. The Bible, they are the words of God. And it's admonishing us to incline our ear. means pay attention. When you are having a daily quiet time, what it means is that God is speaking to you. And so he says, incline your ear. Bring your attention here. Don't let your quiet time be a rattle through. I'm just doing it. I read and then I'm done and I'm gone. Pay attention to the saints. Incline thy ear to the saints. Have value for what you are hearing. Amen. You see, if you were to go for an interview and they, are, they have come to a point, they have offered you the job, and now they are going to tell you how much they are going to pay you and how much, um, what benefits you are going to receive, vacation days, and so on, insurance benefits, and things of this nature. And they say, okay, now we've offered you the job. Go to the next door. Someone is going to tell you about all these things. I believe you are not going to just go there and let them talk. You are not hearing. You will incline your ear, especially the salary, what you are going to pay. Because you have value for what you are going to hear now. They are important to you. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? So when you are having your quiet time, it says incline your ear. Pay attention to the saints. Pay attention to what you are reading, what you are hearing. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Amen. Amen. That means focus on what you are reading. Focus on what you are reading. At a time, it's quiet time. When you are having your quiet time, focus on what you are reading. Do not be distracted. Let not these words depart from thine eyes. Amen. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? It's a quiet time with the Lord. You see, if you want to have the effect of the worst, the effect of God's words on your life, it says that it will bring you healing. Amen. 
it will bring you healing if you incline your ears if you focus if you not let them depart from your eyes amen you are having your quiet time and at the same time your eyes are on your um old meal that you are making amen you are having your quiet time and then your your, your eyes are still on the microwave and see the minutes are over or not incline your ears let them not depart from your eyes amen and then he says keep them in the midst of thine heart that means meditate on the word keep them in your heart let the word of god be in your heart amen that means when you finish and you are going the word of god must be in your heart you must be meditating on the word Amen. You must be meditating on. You see, this is how God will speak to you. That is why you don't have to read a whole lot. After you have read a story, you have read a passage, take one scripture and meditate on it. Just one scripture. Just one scripture. And meditate on it. Just as you are going, just that one scripture. Think of it, each word. Think of it. Meditate on the word. Write it down. Meditate on it. Take it with you. That's that one scripture. It is the word of God. Which one? Anyone. Amen. Meditate on it. And he says, when you do that, when you do this, he says, the reason why you ought to do this, you see, are you reading with me? He says, let them not depart from thine eyes. Let's start. Verse 20. He says, my son, attend to my words. Incline thine ear unto my sayings. Attend to my words. Find time. Sit to my words. Attend to my words. Incline your ear. Incline your ear. Pay attention to them. Incline thine ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart. Keep them in the midst of your heart. Keep them in the midst of thine heart. Why? For, for, that means because, because, because they are life unto those that find them. You will not find them until you incline your ears. You will not find them until you focus on them. And you will not find them until you meditate on them. And if you do that, you say, you need to do this. You need to do this at a time. You need to let everything go. You need to set everything aside. You need to forget about your medical appointment. You need to forget about catching the train. You need to forget about getting here. These are not important. These are not because this is life. This is life. For they are life unto those that find them and health to all their flesh. This is the effect. This is the effect. Is somebody understand what I'm sharing with you? This is the effect of the words that you are reading. They are no joke. But they are joke to you because you don't incline your ear. You don't focus on them. Your mind is not on them. So you don't get the effect. That is why, as we were saying, we, we come, we say word power service, but we, we don't have the effect of it. 
Amen. Amen. Because sometimes even as you are sitting in a church, in a church your WhatsApp is just still running, busy, busy. Your eyes, you, you see, you are, you are not focusing. You are not focusing. But the one who focuses and the one who inclines his ears and the one who attends to it and the one who meditates on it, the one who let it dwell in their heart, one who welcomes it and dwell in the heart, it is life. It is life. It is health. That means that as you are here, whatever is ailing you, whatever is troubling you, any disease, any diagnosis that they have given to you, if you can incline your ear to these saints and focus on them and let it dwell in your heart, you will not live here the same. You will not live here the same. Amen. It has such effect. The word of God. It has such effect. Amen. Is somebody understand what I'm sharing with you? Yeah. It has that effect. Amen. And last time we met, I think we were reading um, an article, an article that was in the Reader's Digest. There's an article in the Reader's Digest that we were reading. And I want us to look at this article again. It says, the notion, are you listening? The notion that religious faith can promote, this is, I'm not reading the Bible. This is Reader's Digest. I told you that. I announced that it is an article from the Reader's Digest. And this is what they say. Is it the notion that religious faith can promote physical well-being is not new. This notion, this understanding that religious faith can promote physical well-being is not new. You see, the people that wrote this, they don't know about Proverbs 4, 20 to 22. They don't know. But they have seen the effect. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? And they say, most of us have heard of cases in which someone seemingly by sheer faith and will has miraculously recovered from a terminal illness or survived, from, survived far longer than doctors thought possible. What is new is that such rewards of religion are becoming the stuff of science. It has become the stuff of science. This is what is new, but the fact that the, the sayings, the fact that believing in this way, they give life and health, it is old. We know. Do you understand? But it has been now found and has become the stuff of science that they are studying. So this is what one doctor, Dr. Matthew Dale, wrote. He says, we cannot prove scientifically that God heals. But I believe we can prove that belief in God has a beneficial effect. Of course. Of course. You cannot prove it. And they have have acknowledged. He says, we cannot prove that, we cannot prove specifically that God heals. They can't prove it. But what they, he says, but he believes that what can be proven is that believing in God has a beneficial effect. This is Dr. Matthew, um, Dale A. Matthew, 
Associate Professor of Medicine at Georgetown University Medical Center in Washington, D.C. He says, there is little doubt that healthy religious faith and practices can help people get better. And there are some compelling evidence to support this. He says, more than 30 studies have found a connection between spiritual or religious commitment and longer life. More than 30 different studies. They look at 30 different studies and they found out that there is some type of connection between spiritual or religious commitment and longer life. That you have some spiritual or religious commitment that every Tuesday evening you go to church. Every Wednesday evening you go to church. Every Friday night or every first Friday you go for a prayer meeting. And it has become a part of you, such commitment. Every Sunday you go into church. Every, you will live longer. That they have found out that there is an association. That if this is something that is a part of you, it guarantees a long life. Amen. They looked at a survey of 5,286 people from California. And they found out that church members have lower death rates than non-church members. People who go to church, among 5,286 people, church members, people who go to church, they have lower death rates. They don't die. Church members seem to not die. As compared to people who don't go to church. And this is regardless of risk factors. Such as smoking. That means two smokers. One is a church member. One is not a church member. The one who is a church member will live longer than the one who is not a church member. Why not? Because by the grace of God, as you are being subjected to the word of God, you are going to stop the smoking. You are going to stop the smoking. I'm telling you. He says, regardless of risk factors, drinking, obesity, and inactivity. You say, we are all inactivity. We don't run. We don't exercise. You, are, you, you, you don't go to church. I go to church. You don't exercise. I also don't exercise. I am obese. You are also obese. The only difference between us is that I go to church. You don't go to church. You will die before me. I said you will die before me. This is a study that they have found. Wow. It's amazing. You will not die easily. I say you don't die easily because you have such commitment to God. The Bible says in Psalm 115, I believe 116 verse 15, it says, precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. It is it's so precious. Your death is very precious to God. You don't die easily. If you would die, there must be heavens have planted, they have prepared a place, they have finished your mansion. That is why they are welcoming you. Otherwise, you are not dying like that. Precious. So your death is very precious to God. 
He says, precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. Adam Beshi says, is the death of his faithful ones. Faithful ones, the ones where even in the cold, they are coming to me. They are faithful. Even in the rain, they are here. Even when it's snowing, they are there. Faithful ones, they don't die easily. According to the scriptures. Amen. Amen. Do you have that version that says the faithful ones? Yeah. Amen. The Lord cares deeply when his loved ones die. Hey. It's not easy. When his loved ones. So you'll be in a world and this one is also with God. And you are doing the same thing. You work at the same hazardous environment. Exposed to the same chemicals. And we all have the same respiratory problems. We all come to work and we are coughing the same way. You will die before me. (laughs) Just because. (laughs) Amen. It's amazing. Hallelujah. It says, those with religious commitment had fewer symptoms or had better health outcomes in seven out of eight cancer studies. They had better health outcomes when they took seven out of eight cancer studies. Four out of five blood pressure. That means when they did studies, four studies out of five people with blood pressure the ones that go to church and the ones that don't go to church, blood pressure doesn't kill them. <laughs> Look, it's, I'm reading from Reader's Digest, an article that they put in Reader's Digest. And four out of five general health studies, church members had general health better than church members. He says people with a strong religious commitment seem to be less prone to depression, suicide, alcoholism, and other addictions, according to one research analysis. Wow. It's amazing. I said it's amazing. And you see, it's amazing. You may not know that your membership to the church your membership to the church has saved you from a lot of problems you see you may not know you may not know that being a member of the church has saved you from so many issues so many problems amen you have no idea you see the enemy wants you out of the church all the time he wants you out of the church there is something about the church for which the enemy cannot touch you. But don't think that the enemy doesn't want to touch you. Do you understand? Don't think that the enemy doesn't want to touch you. There is something about you, there is something around you that the enemy sees. That because of this thing that you do, you see, the people, they said, we cannot explain, we cannot explain. But what we do see is that people who go to church, people who have such commitment... They seem to do well in health. Amen. The enemy at any time, T, wants to kill you, wants to steal from you. Something good, 
You have found marriage, they want to take from you. You have found good health, he wants to take from you. He wants to steal. He wants to kill you. Every minute. Every minute. Do you understand? Every minute. That is what he's trying to do. See, so when you are there, you don't know. And that is why you trivialize the covering. You see, Job didn't know. Job also didn't know. He didn't know. He realized that life was going on well. He was healthy. He was well. His children was well. His children were well. You know, they didn't have any lack. The marriage was sweet. Everything was going on nicely. He didn't know. He didn't know, but the enemy knows why your life is like that. The enemy knows why you are in health. The enemy knows why you are the way you are. He knows. And he's making every effort to get you out. Get you out. He's, he says, he, he told the Lord, he says, why is Job prospering? Job is in health. His children are well. Everything around him, his business prospers. Everything he's doing is prospering. Everything is doing well. Is it not because you have built a hedge around? Job didn't know. Job didn't know that there was a hedge around him. He was not aware. What he was doing was that he was serving God. Serving God and serving God. And as you are serving God and you are serving God, God is building a hedge around you. That is all he was doing. That is all he was doing. His children would do something and then he would pacify them. He would purify, make some sacrifices for them. Serving God, being an upright, trying to do the right thing. Serving God. He didn't know that this activity was really building a hedge around him. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? Yeah. So there's a hedge that is around you and it's as if, you see, if perhaps Job's wife will see it, he says, this thing is too much. Every time you are taking this sheep to the um, temple and what have the children done? I mean, leave them alone. Let them be free. And he says, hey, don't bring yourself. Let me do my thing. And you see, his friends might think, ah, you, you, that is how it is. That is how it is. He said, ah, it's cold. Today too, you are going. You still, ah. Are they going to church tonight too? And they will sing, it's too much. Can't you just rest today? Can't you, oh, today if you don't go, then what will happen? Do you understand? You see, so simple like that. Are you the only one who is serving God? Job's friends may have said that to him. To even today, 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 you should just stay home. Take your kids out for free candies. Do you understand? You see, and it's like that. Simple. You are going and you are coming. You are going and you are coming. It looks so simple, but it's building a hedge around you because of this activity, because of your coming and your going like that. It looks so simple, but it's building, and the enemy knows, and he sees the hedge that is around you. Amen. 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 8. That is why the Bible is admonishing you not to leave yourself. Don't take these things for granted. Be vigilant. He says, be sober. Be sober. Be sober. Don't sleep and feel, oh, the enemy, oh, not today. Be sober. 
Be vigilant. Because your adversary, who? Who is your adversary? Who is your adversary? Your boss is your adversary. So they are looking to fire you. You think your boss doesn't like you. You say, I used to have a very nice relationship with my boss. Suddenly, he wants to fire me. Suddenly, a hedge is being removed around you. He says, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about, seeking whom he may devour. He is looking who has come out of the church. He is looking who didn't go today. He is looking who is slacking off. He is looking who has made his mind not to be going anymore. Who is the head removed from? He said, I can't touch Job because still the head is around him. Take the head off him. You will see what I will do to him. And we saw it. Amen. That is what he wants to do to you. He will devour you. He says, he's looking around. Every time he comes around, check 7 p.m. the apartments. Who is still at home? Who is home? Who is home? <laughs> Who is home? Who is home? 7 p.m. The people have gathered. Who is home? Who didn't go? He's going around checking. There's a prayer meeting. Who didn't go? They gathered. They gathered. They said the children of God gathered. And he came. Children, but when the Lord asked him, where have you been? He says, I've been going to and fro. Searching who didn't come? Who didn't come for this meeting? I was looking, going back and forth. Looking who was absent. But I, when I checked the apartments, I saw that uh, Mandela was not there in his, his home. Constance was not at home. The Kwame was not at home. Now was not at home. And I, I realized that they, oh, they have all gathered here. That's why I followed them here. I've come. <laughs> Job was also there. He said, That's why I have come. He said, ah, But didn't you consider my servant Job? No, but he's here. He's here. He's in the hedge. He's, he's covered. He's covered. Didn't you consider him? He said, no, no, he's covered. I tried him. You see, that means that he tried. He tried. Because how did he see that there was a hedge? He tried. He tried. And then he realized that I can't touch this one. I can't touch this one. There's a hedge around him. That means he came several times checking. And Job, he wasn't leaving himself. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? Yeah. And the moment the Lord took the hedge. See, because it becomes easy for him when he's able to get you out. So he entices you with so many things to get you out of the hedge. Get you out of the hedge. Always get you out of the hedge. Entice you. He gives you, come. 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 Take some. Here. Come. 
intends to make you get out of the hedge. Amen. Ecclesiastes chapter 10 and verse 8. He says, he who digs a pit will fall into it. And a serpent will bite him who breaks through the wall. Amen. You see, there is a serpent just behind the wall. Satan is just around the wall. He's just waiting for you to just break through. Break it. Break it. And then he will bite you. He's just waiting for you to come out of the wall and then he will bite you. Amen. Amen. But he will never bite you. I say he will never bite you. If you were the meat he's looking for, he will fast and fast and fast and become lean because you will remain in the hedge. You are covered. Amen. Yes. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. You are covered. Amen. I say you are covered. Amen. You are covered. Amen. In the world, let me tell you, there are a lot of people who are alcoholics. Do you understand? There are a lot of people who are alcoholics. You see, you don't know. You look in, in the church and you think that, you know, there are no alcoholics in this life. Do you understand? Does somebody understand what I'm sharing with you? If you want to see how covered you are, it is, you see, we cannot say that there are no alcoholics <laughs> in a church. But it's not a lot. <laughs> are you understand what I'm sharing with you? It's not a lot. If you go on Facebook, then maybe you see as they are dancing and then they are at the parties, then you see they are holding one beer here and there. Do you understand? But we don't have, like, we, are, we, we don't have a, a, a group, <laughs> do you understand, in the church. We don't need that by the grace of God. Amen. We don't have a, a meeting, 12 steps program, and things like that. that. It has become our problem. Our main problem is to be delivered from this addiction. Do you understand? We don't have that problem because we are within the hedge. But if you want to see the effect of the hedge, then you have to look outside of the hedge. And when you look outside of the hedge, you will realize that there are a lot of people with addiction, alcohol addiction problem. They are not within the hedge. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? That is how you know. Outside of the hedge, there are a lot of liars. Liars. They lie. A lot of liars. Outside of the hedge. There are a lot of, outside of the hedge, there are a lot of men who cheat on their wives. Outside of the hedge. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? The reason why your husband is not cheating on you is because you are in the hedge. I am trying to let you see the, 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 the benefits. You see, the thing that the people were writing, it is true. It is true. For that reason, you are not depressed. You don't have depression. Your husband travels and you sleep. And you just sleep. Because you are in the hedge. You never, it doesn't cross your mind once. It doesn't cross your mind that as your husband has traveled, you know, I have to be chasing him and 
Saturday your husband is going to some place and you are also driving behind him. Following. You see, you don't have that issue. You don't have that problem. Your problem, your problem, Reverend, you know, my husband doesn't open the car door for me anymore. Reverend, my, my husband didn't buy me flowers. That is your problem. But people have real problems. Do you understand? Some people have real problems. They are at risk for HIV. At risk. That is their problem. Why would you not live long? As long as you are in the hedge. As long as you are in the hedge. God will protect you. God will protect you. Yes. People have issues. Suicide. They are committing suicide. How of, do you hear we are killing ourselves left and right in the hedge? No. But if we come to where I work, if we come to where I work, you will find 23-year-old overdose, attempted suicide. 21-year-old overdose, attempted suicide. Now, vegetative state, brain dead. You are, brain, you are a vegetable. Because you took drugs and you couldn't breathe and you couldn't get oxygen and your brain is dead. You are alive, but you are dead. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? Yeah. But when you are, in the, when you are within, when you are within the hedge, heaviness, you are heaviness, but you come to the presence of God and you leave and it's like, ash, ash, ash. You are crying as you are leaving, you are, you are laughing. Yes. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? As long as you remain in the hedge. Amen. As long as you remain in the hedge. It says, one of the most extensive reviews demonstrates that the connection between religion and health cut across age, sex, cultural, and geographic boundaries. It includes more than 200 studies in which religion was found to be a factor in the incidence of a disease, explains Jeffrey S. Levine, a former professor at Eastern Virginia Medical School in Norfolk. Levine found an association between good health and religion in studies of children and older adults, of U.S. Protestants, European Catholics, Japanese Buddhists, and Israeli Jews, of people living in the 1930s and 1980s, of patients suffering from acute and chronic diseases. They found all these differences. And what was the difference? What made the difference was their religious affiliation. Wow. Their religious affiliation. Amen. It's amazing, I'm telling you. It's really amazing. He says, Going to religious services. Are you listening to me? He says, going to religious services such as this guarantees contact with people. Social support is well-documented key to health and longevity. You know, there are some people, if it wasn't for the church, there is no social support in your life. Oh, yes. You think I don't know? I know. 
I've been a pastor for a while. I know. I know. I know. You don't think I don't know. I know. The church is a great means of support. It is the greatest thing that God gave us. Hallelujah. It is the greatest thing that God gave us. The church. I'm telling you. Some of you, I tell you, if it wasn't for the church, you will not have any trusted person, any trusted person in your life. Some, no one, no, if it wasn't for the church. Not even one person that you can fully trust and open up to. No one. No trusted person in your life. Or even in this country. If it wasn't for the church. No trusted associate. If it wasn't for the church. I know. I'm your pastor and I say I know. Amen. Most of you when you are arrived in this country, the church became a strong backbone for you. Strong backbone. Not even the people that you came to. Your relatives. The church became a strong backbone. Church guidance. The church. But sometimes when you establish, then you forget about the church. You forget about the church. You forget what the church has been to you. Amen. Amen. Sometimes I go to, you know, people's, they are celebrating something, even their wedding or outdooring, naming ceremonies, and I attend these things and I go, who are there? The church members. You need some, you are having a baby, baby dedication, you work, but who are there that support you? Church members. If it wasn't for the church members, your co-workers, they give you <laughs> diaper, napkins. The church supports you. The church supports you. Amen. When you go to this, somebody's wedding, you see, the person says, nine o'clock. And you go there, nine o'clock, church members. Ten o'clock, church members. Eleven o'clock, church members. And you have people, you have friends. In this, you have co-workers. Who are there? Church members. And sometimes you don't even invite some of them. But they show up for the sake of the love of God. They just show up for the love of God. You didn't invite me, but I've come. And then you are happy that they showed up. They came. Sometimes they are the ones that now become the people who are serving, who are doing things in the church, in the, in, in the thing that you didn't invite them. They have become the main people. The church. The church. They have become the main people, main organizers. This one doing this. This one doing that. This one doing this. I'm telling you. I've, I'm a, I have seen. I have sat and I have observed. I have observed it. The church. Supporting you. Doing this. And you realize they make everything beautiful. And you realize that if it wasn't for the church, you'd be you and your husband 11 o'clock. You are still sitting there. No one is there. No one is there. 
You say we are starting at nine. It's twelve. No one has come. Yeah. You say you are having a wedding. We thank God for the church. I say we thank God for the church. That is why you don't get depressed because the church supports you. That's why you live longer. You see, because otherwise, after your wedding, it's a major depression. Major depression. Some of you, because of the church, you get free medical consultation. Free medical consultation. Free medical consultation. Proper one also. Proper one. Somebody in this church, somebody in this church, if it wasn't for the church, today, as we are, he will be dead. I'm telling you. He will be dead. We saw he was going down. Down. Down, sinking. I said, what is wrong with you? He says, they don't know what is wrong with me. The person is just shrinking, shrinking, going down. What is wrong with you? So I said, what have they done? What is this? What have they done? What is this? What is this? I said, okay, go tell them, let them test you for this. He went. He went. They tested him. They said, Reverend. They said, this is the problem. They gave me this. And the person started building up again. And building up again. And building up again. And building up again. The church. God has given us something great and mighty. You have no idea. You have no idea. Another lady. She came and they said, pray for me. They are going to operate on me. And I said, why? He said, they said, I have, I'm, I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> I said, no, 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 no. Why, would, why are they saying that? Oh, for, because for the long time I've been having this and then she's describing this. I said, how long have she describing? I said, ah, and they think you have this. They are going to, oh, say, that's, finally, that's what they have decided. So Monday, she came to church. No, Wednesday. She came to church Sunday. Wednesday, they are going to operate on her. And I said, tell them to postpone the operation. And just go and buy this and just take it. You know, sometimes it's, look, it's because of the church. Maybe it's just because of the church. She went and then she bought it. She says, oh, the symptoms are gone. Everything is gone. The church. The church. Not that someone has some mighty medical knowledge, but just because you are in the hedge, God will put knowledge in somebody's head and say, tell her, tell him to do this. Tell her to do this. Tell him to do this. It's part of your healing. It's part of your benefit for being a member of the church. Somebody understand what I'm sharing with you? Yeah. Free medical consultation. Do you get charged? Why do you not get charged? Because of the church. Yeah. Many, many stories. I cannot tell you all of them. We don't have time. Amen. There are a lot of benefits for the, from the church. Free career counseling. Free career counseling. Hey, career advice. Free. 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 
career direction. Free. You say, oh, I have this, I've done this. Talk to this person. Talk to that. Talk to this person. And you see your life is just being organized. Your life is being organized. There are people that they are not passing their exams. You say, this person has passed the exam. This one has passed. Talk to this person. You say, okay, give your books to this person. Give the same thing that you studied. Give to this person. And then you pass. The church. The church. Benefits. Benefits. You see, God put us together. The world, they won't do this for you. You won't get. Oh, now, Paul. Oh. You won't get. I'm telling you. You won't get. Even beloved. <laughs> we, are, we are taking care of you every left and right. <laughs> Amen. Is somebody understand what I'm sharing with you? That is why, you see, they are seeing certain things. They are seeing certain things, which is real. It is real. What did they say? They say, going to religious services guarantees contact with people. Social support is a well-documented key to health and longevity. You will live long because you are a member of the church. I say you will live long because you are a member of the church. Amen. Yeah. You live long because of that. You live long. Impossible situations, they are made possible. In the church. Why would you not live long? The things that were making you sleepless, they don't make you sleepless anymore. Why would you not live long? Whereas in the past, you sleep two hours, you wake up, you can't sleep again. Today, when you go to bed, they have to wake you up. Why would you not live long? God will take care of you too. 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 Amen. As long as you are within the hedge, why would he not take care of you? Why would he not take care of you? Amen. Why would God not take care of you? They said, faith gives a sense of hope and control that counteracts stress. Commitment to a system of beliefs enables people to better handle traumatic illness, suffering, and loss. This is a doctor from um, Duke University. Amen. (laughs) Hallelujah. Does somebody understand what I'm sharing with you? They say, praying, are you listening? Praying evokes beneficial changes in the body. When people pray, they experience the same decrease in blood pressure, metabolism, heart and breathing rates as you see, when you are praying, you is it as you are praying? Praying. 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 You may not know, you may not know. Praying. 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 Wow. Praying. He says, repeating a word or prayer or phrase or sound and returning to the repetition when other thoughts intrude 
while the relaxation response works regardless of the words used. You see, they have noticed all these things. Dr. Benson says, those who choose a religious phrase are more likely to benefit if they believe in God. I tell you, if they believe in God, if they believe in God. So every day that you do your quiet time and you are praying, you are, being, you are delivering yourself from high blood pressure. You are delivering yourself from diabetes. You are delivering yourself from cancer cells. Cancer cells are dying as you are doing your quiet time and you are praying. Yes. Things that will rise up to attack you, you are killing them through your quiet time. Amen. As you are doing your quiet time. Wow. Things that kill people cannot kill you. Wow. I will serve God. Too much benefit. We are, we are not talking about heaven yet. We have not begun to talk about heaven. We are talking about benefits here. Benefits here. Benefits. Wow. Yes. Benefits here. You want to hear more? Are you sure? It says, Dr. Byrd divided 393 heart patients in San Francisco General Hospital Medical Center into two groups. One was prayed for by Christians around the country. The other did not receive prayers, mercy, from study participants. Patients did not know to which group they belonged. The group that was prayed for experienced fewer complications, fewer cases of pneumonia, fewer cases of cardiac arrest or heart attack, less cases of congestive heart failure, and they needed fewer antibiotics. People who were prayed for. You know, I have seen this personally in my own career, that I see someone who is sick and how people are praying for the person. And I see the outcome. I see people come and they pray. They gather. They close the door. And they are, I see the outcome. And I say, oh, the way they're praying for her, she's going to do well. The way they pray for him, she's going to do well. Yeah. Yeah. He says, even more confounding are controversial studies suggesting Prayer can influence everything from the growth of bacteria in a lab to healing wounds in mice. Prayer can affect the growth of bacteria. They realize, let me tell you something. You know, it's amazing. They realize that when they infect mice with bacteria and they infect one mice, one group, the same and, um, um, bug, they infect two groups of mice and they start praying for these mice. It's controversial. They just don't understand that the mice that are here, they did not grow antibiotics. They did not grow the bugs. They are responding to the prayers. <laughs> that the bacteria, bacteria did not grow on the mice who received the prayers compared to, they did a study. 
This was um, it says even more confounding. I'm reading it to you. Are controversial studies suggesting prayer can influence everything from the growth of bacteria in a lab to healing wounds in mice. These studies on lower organisms can be done with great scientific precision. Do you understand? They can be done with great scientific precision. What that means is that you can inject the same inoculum or amount of bacteria into this one and inject the same amount into this one. You see, when you are dealing with humans, you can say, oh, because this one was infected with some resistant bacteria and this one wasn't, so the prayer helped this one. But this study, the scientific arrangement was so precise and the only difference, they began to pray for this one. <laughs> they didn't pray for these spice. These studies on lower organisms can be done with great scientific precision and the findings can't, can't be or cannot be explained away by, say, the placebo effect. This is not the placebo effect. The only thing that made the difference was the prayer. Amen. I said the only thing that made a difference was what? That is why, that is why, you see, that is why you go and you do a test. And they send the test and then the doctor has called you and they are giving you this bad news and you come and then we pray. And then you go and then they say, we don't know why, but the change, there has been a change. Go and do it again. And then when you go and test again, we say, we can't explain it. We don't understand. This has never happened before. Everyone who has this is going to die. But for some reason, we see that we cannot see this thing in your blood anymore. It's possible because prayer, it suppresses the growth of bacteria. It suppresses the growth of things that will rise up to kill you. Prayer has that effect. Prayer it has that effect. Yeah. That is why you go and do a test and then you go, you say, ah. I remember there was a lady that was with us. And she had a breast mass. And I remember very well, we had a prayer meeting Friday and we prayed for her. We prayed for her in Manhattan. We prayed for her because she was going the next Monday or the next week, that week, within the week, to have surgery. We prayed for her. She went and then they couldn't find the mass. They brought her mammogram. They brought her... Or, um, whatever pictures they have taken, ultrasound, this and that, they put everything there. They saw the thing, it's still there, but when they feel the breast, the thing is not there. Prayer. 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 As you are doing your quiet time, every mass that is hidden, that is growing, that is hiding in your body, it is being shrunk and broken down and broken down and broken down. You will not die from a mass in your breast. You will not die from a mass in your liver. You will not die from a mass in your brain. You will not die from cancer of the liver, cancer of the stomach. You will not be a subject of scientific discussion, doctor's meetings. They will not meet to discuss you in the name of Jesus as you do your quiet time. You will not die before your time. You will not die before your time. He says, let's read that last scripture again. Pro, um, Proverbs 4 verse 20. Let's read it again. Proverbs 4 verse 20. 
He says, my son, attend to my words. Attend to my words. There's value. Stop what you are doing and attend to my words. Leave everything you are doing and attend to my words. Stop the shower and attend to my words. The shower will not give you life. You've taken shower and shower and shower. Stop and attend to my words. Stop the cooking and attend to my words. Stop the oatmeal. Attend to my words. Stop making the coffee and attend to my words. Your clothes are crumpled. So what? Stop the ironing and attend to my words. Incline thine ear unto my sayings. Incline your ear. Let all of your attention be unto these sayings. Just hear them. Read them aloud. Hear them. He says, let them not depart from thine eyes. Focus. Focus on them. Fix your eyes on them. Let them not depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart. Take them with you. Meditate on them. Meditate on them. Incline your ear. Focus on them. Meditate on them. Attend to them. Because, because they are life unto those that find them. And health to all their flesh. As you do your daily quiet time. As you do your daily quiet time. Healing is coming in your body. Every disorder. Every diagnosis. The word of God is melting and changing it. In the name of Jesus. Every growth. Every joint. The word of God. It has that power to do that. May you heal. May you be healed. From every disease. Anything that torments you. From depression. From heaviness. In the name of Jesus. From addiction. Alcohol. Sex addiction. Drug addiction. In the name of Jesus. May you be healed. May you be healed. May you be healed. May you be healed. healed. In the name of Jesus. Put your hands together. For the Lord. And stand to your feet. What a God we serve. What a God we serve. What a God we serve. They are life unto those that find them and health to all their flesh. The word of God is life to the one who finds it. It's life to the one who attends to it. It's life to the one who inclines his ear to it. It's life to the one who meditates on it. It is life. It is hell. 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 Father, we thank you. We give you glory. We give you honor. We thank you, Lord. In the name of Jesus. We thank you. Oh, yes. We give you glory. Father, we thank you. We thank you, Lord. That you have given us your word. You have given us your word. You have given us your word. Oh, yes. We are giving us your word. We will not let the word depart from us. Oh, yes. Let the word not depart from you. So it shall be a cloud unto your feet. Uh-huh. And it shall be a light in your path. The word of God will give you light. You'll be a lamb. You'll be a light. You'll be a lamb. Light is coming in your life as you meditate on it. Light is coming in you. 
coming back to life. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Lord, we thank you for this great revelation. Yes, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for your word. Amen. We thank you, Lord. Father, we shall attend to your word. Amen. We shall incline our ears to Amen. your word. Lord, we shall fix our eyes onto your Amen. word. And we will let the word be in our hearts. Amen. Because they are life when we find them. Amen. Father, because of your word, every situation in our life is coming back to life Amen. in the name of Jesus Amen. every dead condition in our life is coming back to life because of your word Amen. for there is life 
life in the way. There is health in your way. Every thick disease and every sickness that is in our bodies, Father, is coming to health because of your way. We thank you, Lord. Jesus. We thank you, Father. Jesus. None of us shall die before our Amen. Because we are in the head, we will live longer. Because we are in the head, we will live healthy lives in the name of Jesus. Amen. Father, we are grateful. Yes. We are thankful. Yes. For giving us the church. Amen. We are thankful, Lord. Jesus. For giving us pastors. Jesus. Who feed us with knowledge. Who feed us with understanding. Who feed us with your word. Amen. We thank you, Lord. Amen. We give you glory. Amen. And honor. Amen. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You are here tonight. You are not born again. You want to give your life to Jesus. If that is your prayer, you are saying, Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life to Christ. I want to welcome Jesus Christ into my life. If that is your prayer, you want to give your life to Christ this evening, lift up your hands and I'll pray with you. Is anyone here like that? You want to give your life to Jesus? Is anyone here like that? Father, we are thankful and grateful for our lives and salvation we thank you lord that you have caused us to be partakers of your great kingdom we give you great honor and we praise your holy name for choosing us from amongst many selecting us and making us part of this great kingdom we thank you lord for the gift of salvation in jesus name amen why don't you clap for Jesus as you take your We hope you have been blessed immensely by this message. Join us at 1734 Williamsbridge Road in the Bronx on Sunday afternoons and Tuesday evenings. For copies of this and other messages, contact us via email at lci.bronx at gmail.com